Hello everyone, welcome to Ransom Words Raw. My name is Ferdas. Today I'll be reviewing another book, An Abundance of Scorpions by Adiza Ismael Five. And like all the books I've all the other novels I've read, it's a nice rich, you know. It's it's different, basically. I like the fact that it's different, different in the in a nice way. Focus on Northern Nigeria. I'll read the back of the book before I go into you know my analysis of the book. Following a horrific tragedy, Tambaya leaves Kano for Accra to live with her brother Aminu. Sadly, her dream of a new beginning is dashed when she can no longer endure the indignity she suffers at the hands of her brother's new wife. Tambaya returns to northern Nigeria and soon finds work as a matron in an orphanage under the watchful eye of the ruthless Miss Scholastica. Just when she begins to settle into her new life, an unexpected visit threatens to destroy everything she has worked so hard to build. Tambaya faces moral dilemmas on all sides, but she must stop her life from unraveling once again. Vulnerable and surrounded by malice, corruption, and greed, Tambaya struggles to shape her destiny. An abundance of scorpions charts one woman's journey through grief and uncertainty to a road that leads to self-discovery, redemption, and love. Yeah, that's that's about the book, really. Basically, you know, um, it's a nice book. Has so many characters. <laughs> I, I I really had to write down the names of the characters. So many characters, but all relevant characters. Tambaya is the main character. She's the protagonist of the novel. Her real name is Aisha, but all through the novel, there's no reference to her being called Aisha. Apart from when her brother made reference to the fact that Tambaya is actually a nickname she got due to the circumstances surrounding her birth. So we see that culture, northern culture, you know. Of naming, of how circumstances lead to the naming of children. In the case of Tambaya, you know, we see other very important aspects. So one very important aspect of this novel I like is how it celebrates the communal spirit in Africa of Africans. The fact that Africans are communal in nature. You know, I really like how the novelist would celebrate the communal spirit of African cultures. I say African cultures because it's not just a Nigerian thing. It's cut across many African cultures. We see how um, Aminu, when it was Aminu, uh, um, that Tambaya's brother, stayed in Accra. And we see how the leader of the community, the command of the communal, community leaders there, brought the ram for him, not knowing that he was already around. You know, when, his child, when he had his child, he brought, he brought the ram, like, before... You know, um, Aminu goes to get a ram, he brought the ram for him. We see how they watch out for one another, watch out for each other. And we see how Tambaya says, oh, she now understands why Aminu decided to stay in this kind of neighborhood in Zangu in Accra. I mean, from the description of the neighborhood, it's it's quite, um, it's not, it's not, it's not a sophisticated neighborhood. You know, so it was, it's basically because of this communal spirit that she chooses to stay, he chooses to stay here with his family. I like that part of it. And like the communal spirit cut across. Yeah, it also extends to the good relationship that Tambaya has with her in-laws. I like that as well. You know, most of the time we see novels, we hear stories of people having terrible relationship with their in-laws. But it's different. There's a twist to this. And this Elrofai makes us know that you can actually have people, there are people that actually have fantastic relationships with their in-laws, that is women. You know, most of the time, when it, talks, when it comes to in-law matters, in most cases, the men don't usually have, the, um, the, the wife's family members are usually more welcoming, you know, of the husbands of their children. But it's not usually like that for the women. You know, but in this novel, we see Adiza Arifai telling us that they are actually good relationships, people that have good relationships, relationships with their in-laws. And which is actually very true. So it's not always about the negative stories. They're actually very beautiful, positive stories as well. And we see this in Tambaya's relationship. Despite the fact that she, her husband had died at the beginning of the story, we see how she still comfortably stays with her in-laws in their place for a while, of course. 
you know, and we see how their father-in-law does not, um, um, he doesn't pick sides. He doesn't say, I mean, we, 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 he, 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 he knows that his son, Suleiman, is irresponsible. And he doesn't say because Suleiman is a son, you know, he, he doesn't cover up for him. Yeah, he doesn't cover up for him. He makes it, this makes it very easy for Tambaya to have a very good relationship with them because she knows that they, they are sincere, they are sincere with her. They are just, they are, you know, there's no, they're just, they're just good people. You know, they're just good people and they have a very fantastic relationship. And I really like that about the, this novel. Um, there's so many angles to this novel. We'll see the, we see the traditional aspect as well. The circumstances surrounding Tambaya's naming. You know, the fact that Tambaya is actually, our original name is actually Aisha, but she's referred to as Tambaya throughout the novel because um, I, I'm trying to remember the circumstances um, behind that now. Behind that, it was after this with her birth. Okay, yeah, because she stayed in her mother's womb for more than this specific nine month period. You know, so that's, that's, it's just the same way Yorubas have different names for different um, 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 circumstances surrounding children's birthdays, Ige, there's Aino, you know, so there's Tambaya as well. And I think it's a very fantastic thing, the way she celebrates the Northern Nigerian culture in the novel. Talks about that, talks about the fact, another, another important aspect of Northern Nigerian culture, which I have come across before, you know, how um, mothers don't, their mothers are not supposed to have a close relationship with their first bonds their first children they're supposed to they're not, they, they're not allowed to be close to their first children it's a part of the Niger, northern nigerian culture and she mentions this in the novel as well you know we see how um motherhood is not just about being a biological mother motherhood has to do with the ability to nurture and care for children regardless of whether or not you are the biological mother of that child and I love how Adiza Rufai talks about this in the book, through Tambaya. Tambaya, of course, had a child at the beginning. If I'm, I think her child's name was Fatima, who she lost in an accident with her husband. You know, and she ends up being in an orphanage as a matron, and she throws, she shows so much love to the children in this orphanage. You know, regardless of the fact that she, she's, she's, she's not a biological mother you see how she takes care of them how she takes care of her brother's child how she, she, she was not even helped you know bring her brother's son to life from his mother's woman his mother was in labor you know we also see that okay as much as we see the good part of in-law relationship we also see the flip side of it through amino that's Tambaya's brother, Aminu's wife, Jamila, and the way she's her cold attitude towards Tambaya. Very, I, I almost went into the novel and gave her a slap on the face. <laughs> you know, this is this is just a simple woman, and you just she just made things complicated for her because I me mean, she 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 had just lost her husband, she had just lost a child, she was staying with her in-laws for the for during the forty day um the specified four months and ten days. Yeah, I think that the Quran specifies about um, the period, the Ida period, waiting period for a widow. You know, she stayed with her in-laws and she only moved because her brother-in-law was beginning to he, he, he approach her, seeking her hand in marriage. You know, that's another cultural issue. You know, certain cultures in Nigeria engage in what's referred to as leverage marriage, like marriage by inherited, so to say, marriage. You know, someone dies, leaves his wife, the brother or a relation, a male relation to come and say he wants to marry this person again. You know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very aware of such cultural practices across this part of Nigerian culture. You know, and Suleiman came on his own because from the, 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 the kind of person that his parents are, 
they wouldn't have supported what um, he did. You know, obviously, Tambaya became uncomfortable because of his proposal and decided that she was going to leave the house, you know. And she left. That was all led to Accra, her brother's place. She got there, met her brother's husband, her brother's wife for the first time. I met her the wife's siblings, you know, and she was so cold towards her right from the very first day. Even, even at the point when Tambaya was the only one that could help her when she was in labor, Tambaya was a nurse. She hadn't practiced for a while, so Tambaya helps her. Big, um, um, helps her deliver a child. I mean, that should have made something, you know, made her um, catch some form of soft, get some form of soft spots for Tambaya, but she didn't make any difference. You know, but then later on, we realized that the reason for her cold attitude was because there was one Alaji Ibrahim who she was working for before, a former boss, who she felt um, the man already had two wives. The other man, she felt unhappy that the man did not propose marriage to her. You know, so it was really, it, it, it was. And Tamaya mentioned something about oh she didn't marry, she married um uh, Tamaya's brother I mean was actually Mr Available and not Mr Wright for Jamila, you know so we see that, and we see the flip side anyway of the in law relationship how as much as we have the good part of it, you know some women and I also like the fact that there's actually a woman that is identified as being the um, one. Um, um causing a strain in relationship this case in case in this case jamila you know i like that i like the way adis um uh, presents this and it's it's something it's something that exists i like the way that she, i like that she talks about it um what other issue the many issues actually there's issue of polygamy that is something that is culturally practiced is a norm you know corruption across many uh, perspectives corruption among the police corruption in the adoption um miss colastica how she you know um illegally um adopts um was he adopts how she illegally gives out a boy for adoption benefits for adoption and all the other children as well until tabaya comes and tries to change the rules no, tries to make sure she sticks to the rule. Not that she changes the rule. Sticks, make sure she sticks to the rule of normal, um, the normal rule of adoption. You know, we see that as well. We see the corruption of um, security agents, police. We see the corruption among the ministries. You know, when um, Alaji, Alaji Suraji Lawal talks about how he has been trying to get a, a contract or something for a very long time, and he did not get it to, until towards the end when he, when he actually resorted to, and he had to resort to bribing the officials. You know, so we see contemporary issue, issue, issue of childlessness in marriages and how, you know, um, other women could actually be insensitive towards women who have some form of fertility challenges. You know, Tambaya had her issues. She lost her son. She lost her, her daughter, grown up, well, grown up. She was about nine years or eight years. So an accident. She had a series of miscarriages and Jamila was using that to spite her. You know, using something that she had no control over to spite her. And even if she had control over it, why should you spite someone for someone else's, for the person's predicaments? I mean, and it's just horrible. And that's how some women actually are. It's not just fiction. It's actually the reality of so, so many people. Um, yeah, I like the issue of adoption and orphanages and how the novel talks about the need for, you know, Nigerians to actually begin to um, adopt. I welcome this, um, accept um, the spirit of adoption, so to say, you know, encourage adoption, you know, and like I said, it's not all children. It's not, it's not until a woman gives birth biologically before a child can become hers. We see that it, that portion of the novel being really emphasized, laid emphasis on, um, 
yeah, we see the issue of religious religion as well. The constant Christian Muslim imbalance in the Nigerian society. We see how it even comes to play in naming of children that are brought into the adoption homes. Um, how alphabetic children are, the names are arranged alphabetically. So if child A is brought and there's no trace or origin of the child's name, give the child a name that starts with an A, probably Muslim name or Christian name, and then switch it on and on. Like next one comes to the Christian, if the first one comes to Muslim, the second one comes to Christian name, see it up until the end. You know, um, we see the love that Tambaya has for her brother's son, Farouk, who is named after his father. He has another cultural practice, the practice of naming a child after a dead or a loved one. Amino also mentions that he would have named the child after his sister if it had been a girl. We see the love between Amino and his sister. And how painful it is for somebody because I mean, it was practically the only family she had left. She, they, she didn't have a parent anymore. Her husband was her husband had died in the accident. Ajalta had died in the accident, and then Aminu, who is our only relation, goes missing. You know, and then we see how she cares, she loves her brother's son. You know, and how she ends up ends up through. Do you know, the way she brings her brother's son into the adoption home? Let's you know, it makes us realize that. Life is not life is not straight. Some complexities of life, some things happen. And there's no usually life is not one plus one equals two. You know, it's gonna be one plus one equals eleven. And we see that a lot in this book. How even though Tambaya is an upright, morally upright woman who doesn't like to get her hands dirty or do any be involved in any fraudulent act, she had to bend on certain rules because she needed her brother's child to come into the adoption home. You know, and that I just got a message of life is not life is not as simple as it seems to be. People make certain that is why when when you see someone make a particular choice, don't just look from from um, a far distance and just begin to judge. You don't know what the person must have gone through because before the person must have made such decisions. You know, and we see the angle of Miss Scholastica as well. The one was actually a very funny person to me. I didn't really take her as. <laughs> You know, well, manipulative at the beginning, but funny, honestly. We talk about the issue of Almajiri system being mentioned. Um, when you talk about a particular boy that was staying with her in law, yes, her father in law, I think, was it? I'm not quite sure, I can't really remember. Um, backdating, yeah, this novel is evidently backdated, you know, because in the novel, there's a mention, um, Esther talks about the fact that there was, there was something that was just new. Now, refers, referring to email, a new means of communication. You know, they had to, they practically had to write letters and send letters to recruit drivers, you know, in this in this novel. So there was, there was also like emails and SMS and all that. So it's a novel that was back, started setting back dated. You know, we see the issue of betrayal. Betrayal, um, Esther. Was it Esther? Sorry, not Esther. Jamila betraying her husband. Eventually, how Aminu had to bring their son to Nigeria, run away with their son because Esther. Uh, why am I saying Esther? Because Jamila ended up marrying Elijah Abdullah anyway. Ended up being his third wife. You know, so this is a this is a heart wrenching novel. Heart wrenching because it's just filled with so many sad, nice instances, but so many. It's just a sad story. Of a woman that just wants to live a simple life. That's Tambaya. Anyway, she ended up, there's a hint that she ends up finding love with Elijah Suraju Lawal, who her brother actually came to see in Kano, but obviously did not get there before he just disappeared, got missing. 
and her old brother's child eventually is asked to take the Christian name Ezekiel. She feels sad about that and starts to worry on how she, she can change that situation. We see our Molly cats, a friend who they had broken, they had not been in contact for a long time. That's another very interesting aspect of this novel. I like the fact that she and Molly cat had not actually been, const- been in constant communication did not stop Molly cat from helping her when she, when she had, when she could help her. You know, that's one thing I think many of us need to learn. We need to learn that people are dealing with different things. The fact that you're not hearing from someone constantly or someone is not communicating with you constantly does not mean that he or she is not actually thinking about you. The person has so many things that he or she is thinking of, you know, and life just happens to people. Whenever someone now comes and turns around and says, okay, oh, um, um, okay, I'm back. I'm, I, I just, you know, I've, when, when if an old friend basically comes back, you know, don't just push the person away. Of course, I always say that, I always encourage, just try to observe first, if the person is still the same person you, you, you knew before, you know what distance does, changes people, you know, but just always have an open heart, always have an open heart, and if you're in, if you're in a position to, if you're in a position to help people, help, you see, Molly Cat, she, she, she helped Tambaya get the job at the orphanage, and it wasn't long before she lost that position, so imagine if she had not... If she had not helped her when she could help her, you know, she would have just lost the position and it's like just gone like that. So things life is temporal, stages, positions are temporal. Anything can happen at any time, anything can change at any time. So while you're in a position to help, I always just help. And helping doesn't necessarily have to be materialistic. It could be in a kind word, you know, it could be just like Molikat actually helped her friend. You know, I just it's a book that thrives on bonding. Lots and lots and lots of it. Family, friendships, sisterhood, communal bonding. And it's a nice read. And I hope, well, uh, it was really sad that I mean, you just have to go missing like that. It's just, you know. So if, you, if, if you're really looking for something to just read, to, you know, to, to learn about Northern Nigerian culture, to learn about important aspects of African culture generally, to learn about life, and the um, the fact that life is actually there's really nothing to life. The the I forgot. I'm I'm trying to remember a word for it. You know the temporariness of life, like the temporary nature of life. Just pick up at these aerophiles abundance of an abundance of scorpions. It's a nice read. Feminists can actually apply this to um, um can apply feminism to reading of to the reading of this text. You can also apply cultural theory or multicultural cultural theory. You can also apply post-colonial theory. You know, so many other theories can be applied to the reading of this text. So actually, it's a nice read, you know. And um, yeah, um, that was yeah, that's that's that on an abundance of scorpions by Adiza Isma Erufai. My name is Ferdals, and um, thank you for listening. This is Ransom Words. Till next time when I come your way. Have a nice day. Bye.